Hey everyone, today I'm excited to share with you a clip from a new podcast I think you're really going to love called Death at the Wing. It's hosted by Adam McKay, director of The Big Short, Vice, executive producer of Succession, and lots more. Now in the 80s and 90s, a number of promising young basketball players died. This series explores their deaths and moreover how their deaths reflect a rapidly changing country. Now it's a series about basketball, Ronald Reagan, societal transformation in a decade we don't really talk enough about. The 1980s. And I'm going to be honest, I was born in the late 80s, 1988 to be exact. So what I particularly love about this series is that it's like all the stories and thoughts you once heard but never really knew, they're all brought to life, told by some of the voices you watch and listen to on this very day, during this generation, like the great Jackie McMullen. And so what you're about to hear is from the episode about Len Bias, a potential NBA superstar who died of a drug overdose just days after being drafted by the Boston Celtics. His death sent shockwaves around the league, but it also led to a moral panic about drugs and drug laws that are still affecting us today. Take a listen. He is the best athlete, in my opinion, in the whole draft, and he's going to really help this ball club. The Celtics hadn't just picked a good player. They'd secured their future. Larry Bird was just months shy of his 30th birthday. And this was an era where longevity was based on how many packs of cools you smoked a day. And Kevin McHale, he had entered the league looking like he was 38 years old and played a bruising physical style of play. Same thing with Robert Parrish and most of their lineup. This was a tough team that had plenty of bangs and bruises on them. So the Celtics needed a jolt of energy and youth to secure their next generation of championship rings and that was gonna be Len Bias. See, things like this just didn't happen in sports. You don't get to win a title and draft a superstar in the same year, not without cutting some sort of deal with the devil. And Auerbach's name was Red. That's uncalled for, I'm sorry to the Auerbach family. I'm not in any way implying he worshiped the devil. But the point is, everyone wanted a piece of Len Bias. Even the local big shots came calling for their photo op. Tip O'Neill, Ted Kennedy, and John Kerry a veritable holy trinity of Boston politicians, had Red Auerbach on the phone within hours, begging for their state's newest superstar to pay them a visit at the Capitol. Bias may have just become a Celtic, but he was already Beantown royalty. As a matter of fact, you know, Larry Bird said that if we draft Bias, he's going to come up to the rookie camp. <laughs> That's right. He is very, very high on bias, as Casey was and Jimmy, and they're all high on him. He's the guy we wanted. We got him. He was a surefire thing, and, you know, he never plays a game. After Len got drafted, he did what any kid on the brink of millions of dollars would do. He partied with his friends. And in the 1980s, it wasn't really a party unless you had a big old bag of cocaine. And so Len took part. He was the horse, after all. What was a little bit of blow for a freak athlete like him? In fact, that was reportedly the last thing Len ever said as he leaned over for one more line. I'm a horse. I can take it. He never plays a game. He came to Boston. He did his press conference. And then he went back to Maryland and partied with some friends and didn't make it till the next morning. By the time the seizures started, his friends realized something was very wrong. A local success story took a tragic turn this morning. Len Bias wasn't a regular cocaine user. 
But in the end, that didn't matter. His death sent shockwaves through the league, and the country for that matter. Len Bias, the Maryland University basketball star on his way to becoming a world champion Boston Celtic, died of an apparent heart attack today at Leland Memorial Hospital in Prince George's County. Dave he wasn't the first player to use drugs, far from it. But he was the first of his stature to die from them during the age of cable TV. The media was louder and bigger than ever before. Everybody was looking for blood, like, all right, who are we going to blame for this? He was just 22 years old. What the hell had happened? And my thought was, I get that, but this dude made the choice to do all this cocaine and it killed him. And now everyone else has to pay. You know, like, again, I'm not advocating drug use, but uh, they, it was just such an overreaction. Accusations were everywhere. Some claimed Lens college coaches knew about rampant drug use in the program and looked the other way. Others pointed a finger at the buddy who brought the drugs that night, suggesting he was really trying to get Len hooked before the big payday. I just thought, this is a horrible, horrible tragedy, and it felt to me like by overcompensating, you're, you're affecting a lot of other people's lives in a very adverse way. The worst whispers, the ones that traveled the farthest and did the most damage, were that Len Bias was freebasing crack devastating rumor that took root and spread like wildfire. A specialist in sports medicine speculated what could have occurred. Either he was a novice who was exposed to larger doses than he could tolerate, or somebody substituted crack, a very potent form, and he thought he was getting lower doses than he was given. A finding by the medical examiner on the cause of death may take more than a week. He wasn't using crack, but it didn't matter to most because crack had become the racial scare word of the decade, right up there with welfare queen. Even the name of the new drug was perfect for hysterical headlines. Crack, it was the perfect drug for America, the fast food nation, an immediate rush, highly addictive, cheap, and easy to mass produce. This is the typical tiny bottle for the new illegal drug of choice in America, crack. Everything. Every single news story seemed to be about crack and how it was going to sneak into your little kid's bedroom at night and steal their innocence. Vials like this one are turning up empty and discarded in the streets, in the parks, in the schoolyards around the nation. And many of the people who use crack are turning up with blown minds and blown bank accounts and worse. Now, I hope you enjoyed that clip. If you want to catch the full episode, search for Death at the Wing wherever you get your podcasts.